Hi, Steve Addison here for the Movement Podcast. Podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today we're talking to Tyler Brown about multiplying disciples and churches in Utah. Lord saved me back in 2012 um, from a lot of darkness and um, like a drug addiction. And um, pretty soon after that, called me to give my life to sharing the uh, hope of Jesus with the world. And so um, that led me to uh, Bible school. And I spent five years there from 2012 to 2017. Um, And while I was there, I met a group of people in the city. Uh, So that was in North Carolina. And uh, I met a group of people in Raleigh that were uh, multiplying disciples and starting groups and churches and um, really got my attention. And so I started hanging out with them and they started training me in some simple ways to share the gospel with my neighbors. And um, so right there while I was going to Bible school. Um, I moved into a new neighborhood and started sharing the good news with my neighbors. And, um, we saw the Lord do some pretty sweet things there in North Carolina. Uh, It's kind of a, maybe a bittersweet story, but, um, just an example of, um, going across the street to my neighbors and getting to know, um, them and, um, sharing the good news with them. Um, and the son, um, of the household was actually murdered, um, just a couple of weeks after I'd shared the good news with him. Um, but we'd gotten really close with him and his family and, um, they asked us to, um, host their funeral and, and, um, just super close with, uh, really the whole community and really was able to shine a light there and, um, saw some, uh, saw the Lord save, uh, another person. And, um, that was kind of the beginning, get, just getting my feet wet and, um, disciple making there. So. Great. That was, and what, what happened next? Um, so graduated from that, uh, school in 2017, uh, with a team of people actually that were called out to Utah. And so a team of us moved out here in, um, fall of 2017 uh, with a desire to uh, really start sharing the gospel, uh, making disciples, gathering groups that were multiplying. And so we moved out here together and uh, really hit the ground running and saw the Lord do some amazing things. That's right. That was me and my wife, Ellie, and we had one son at that point. Um, And uh, shortly after we moved here, we had another child. Um, so now I've got two boys and uh, we're actually pregnant with a third on the way now. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Maybe it's being in Utah. You're just going to keep having kids. I don't know about that. We'll see uh, <laughs> as the Lord uh, provides and, and leads us in that. So, so um, how did you engage um, once, once you'd settled in? Mm. We really just started going out into the community um, and sharing the gospel. Here's a just an early on story. Um, probably within the first couple of weeks of moving here, I went to a Jiffy Lube 
um, to get my oil changed because I'd just driven across the country, um, shared the gospel with a guy that was changing my oil. And he said that um, he wanted to start following Jesus. And so we gathered in his home um, and through him saw a couple other people uh, come to faith. And um, we saw a few baptisms uh, through that um, first group start. Wow. And typically, is someone like that going to have a Mormon background? This guy was not. Um, so in Utah, the context is either you uh, grew up in the Mormon church um, or you have um, left the Mormon church or you really don't want to have anything to do with the Mormon church. And okay. this this guy fit into that last category. Yeah, so we were sharing the gospel like that, uh, seeing some disciples made. Um, we gathered a, a church together um, that just started meeting in a home. And uh, from there, we we learned some things. I think the importance of in that first uh, church that we saw the Lord start, um, we had some leaders. So some of those leaders were um, some of the guys uh, on that uh, team that moved out together from North Carolina. And we had some different giftings and uh, we really meshed together really well because um, we made some disciples, but it got kind of messy with some new new believers. Um, we had, you know, uh, counseling issues that we needed to um, pay attention to. Uh, we had like people walking through divorce. Um, we had, these are like new believers, you know, people coming from a drug background and needing some, some help walking through that. And um, by God's grace, we had some uh, leadership in, in that first church. Some, some of us had more of like a shepherding uh, gift from the Lord that could really uh, pay attention to some of those things while um, uh, others of us had more of a, uh, maybe a missionary apostolic type of calling mm-hmm. um, or an evangelistic type of calling there that we could continue to push outward. And so uh, we had uh, a thriving church there, growing church um, where uh, disciples were being made. Um, the believers in the church were being cared for. Um, and the out of that church, we had, um, we continued to be able to push outward. And, um, so we pushed, we pushed outward. We started training. We felt, uh, the Lord, we, well, we saw the Lord give us some opportunities to train some others in the area, um, and met some other teams that were moving out to Utah to start churches. And by God's grace, we just got connected to them and we're able to train them, um, and partner with them. And through that, we saw, um, other group starts, other church starts, um, and have been partnered with them ever since. And now, um, over the past five years, uh, being here, we, uh, are partnered together with five, um, churches now that we've seen the Lord start. Um, one pastor, um, was going through a little bit of a transition in his church and, uh, we just got connected with him at the right time and we're able to help coach him in that, uh, transition uh, with some vision and some practical tools um, to multiply um, smaller home groups and um, a- even able to help train him in uh, strategic calling that God's placed on his life and um, helping him identify the uh, different gaps in Utah and working alongside of him to be able to engage um, those communities here and 
another team moved out to start a church and we just got connected with them at the right time. Um, we're able to team up with them and help get that church started. And then even an, another church getting started from some new believers. And, um, and so, yeah, a little bit of a mix of, of that actually. Mm. So you're looking for existing churches that want to get mobilized and need some training. And then you're also, you and the team are out there in, in the community sharing the gospel and planting churches from scratch. Exactly. That's right. We train people to share with their family and friends and neighbors. Um, and so just one story of that, my next door neighbor, um, when I moved into the house I currently live in, um, I got connected with her. I just said hi, you know, across the fence and uh, started a relationship with her, um, told her that we were followers of Jesus and uh, we wanted to commit to praying for her. Um, told her there was an open invitation if she ever wanted to join us for church. And uh, she took us up on that one day. And that day while she was there, we had um, actually been baptizing another guy. And after the baptism, I got in a conversation with her, just said, you know, is there, uh, you think God's calling you into a new relationship with him? And she said, yes. And uh, so she got baptized that same day. Um, that was a couple years ago now. And she is uh, a major part of our church now and has a desire to share um, the good news with her family and her friends now as well. And so that that's one story. Um, mm. Others are, you know, going downtown and just talking with uh, people at coffee shops or um, uh, we go into universities and share the gospel with students and um, things like that. And really, Steve, over the last couple of years, we've just seen God really working in the harvest and uh, showing us that the harvest is plentiful. Um, we, in um, the last two years, have seen the Lord lead 75 people to repent and be baptized. Wow. Wow. Mm. And that's through those those five um, church, those five churches I mentioned earlier. So just two months ago, um, I was at a training and um, was reading Acts chapter 19. And that's where it talks about Paul going into um, the hall of Tyrannus. And he spent two years there and um, all of Asia heard the word of the Lord. Mm. And so as I was reading that passage uh, just a couple months ago, I was thinking, is there something like a hall of Tyrannus? here for Utah. Um, and the Lord just put the Weber State University on my heart, which is right here in our city. And so um, I went over there and met up with a couple of guys that we had trained um, through some previous trainings, and they were just on campus engaging students. And I joined up with them. And I said, uh, I read that passage in Acts chapter 19. And I said, what do you guys think? Could this be something like a whole of Tyrannus where we come and we engage daily with the gospel. Um, and we've been doing that uh, almost every day. We go up to the university now, uh, me and one other guy. And and, and others have um, gotten to be a part of that now as well. And so multiple people uh, have been engaging on campus. And there's a couple of different ways. Some people will um, take like a little survey and just ask students some questions about God. Um, some of us are taking like little granola bars and engaging students with a snack and asking them if they have a minute, we can share the good news with them. 
Uh, and others just kind of walk around and they'll ask to pray for people. And so those are a couple of different approaches that our team's taken on the university campus. And um, we see, uh, we've seen the Lord save some people through that. Um, we, one of the first times we actually were going up to engage, uh, somebody came up to us and she worked um, at the campus there and she uh, took one of our granola bars and um, my friend shared the good news with her. And she said right there on campus that she wanted to um, receive the free gift of eternal life. And she has like a Mormon background. And so um, she was coming out of that and we were able to invite her into a relationship with Jesus. And uh, we just took uh, her into discipleship right into my friend's home. And we started a Bible study with her and we're still doing that on a weekly basis um, where we just open the Bible and we do some discovery with her so she can learn a little bit more about Jesus and begin following him. And so. Mm. Uh, okay. And what about in a neighborhood? What does it look like? Um, in a neighborhood, I think the kind of that story of my neighbor comes to mind, uh, just engaging mm. relationally there. And um, I think here's another another way my wife is really good at um this story came through foster care so we're also uh licensed foster parents um and my wife was dropping off our foster kiddos um we don't have them anymore but this was probably a year ago and she met another lady at the that um you know foster care place that was dropping her kids off too and she just really felt like God wanted her to speak to her. And so she got in touch with her, uh, went to a park with her, um, engaged with her while the kids were playing at the park mm-hmm. and invited her and her husband over to dinner at our house a few days later. And when they came over to our house, they just um, started sharing with us that this week they had started leaving the Mormon church and it just took off their temple garments. Um, he was a bishop. Uh, previously and was uh, questioning and having doubts and they really didn't have anybody to talk to about it but now they've got uh, new christian friends that um, they're able to trust and and share these things with and my wife has just developed a relationship with her um, and they spend time together now pretty regularly doing like ladies night activities um, stuff like that and she is starting to um, want to follow Jesus and she wants to come be a part of our, our home church now. Um, so that's just another way where we've seen um, the Lord save somebody. And is there anything different or unique about reaching people with a Mormon background? Yeah, there's um, definitely some uniqueness to it. Um, we. We live in in Utah, uh, which is the home base for the Mormon Church, and uh, 98% of the people here um, don't have a relationship with um, the biblical Jesus. Uh, Many of them are part of the Mormon religion. And so we've had to learn how to engage uh, a people group here that, uh, one, thinks they are following Jesus, um, and to think that they, um, you know, are the one true church. Um, and so they use a lot of similar words that we use. 
um, but oftentimes they have different meanings. And so one of the biggest things we're learning in engaging the the um, Latter-day Saints, as they're called, is to really build a relationship with them where they can trust you. Um, and when they start to doubt their religion, um, because people are, are leaving the Mormon church right now, um, and as they're doing that, um, they're doubting things that they've been taught. Um, they can turn to the, their Christian friend and be able to share some of those things. And we have the opportunity there to lead them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And are there any passages of scripture you take them to when you do discovery? Yeah, we like to take them to the gospel of John. Um, in the gospel of John, we have like the I am statements of Jesus. And so it's really good for them to hear straight from Jesus, what he says about himself. Um, and often that um, is way different than what they've been taught about who Jesus is from their prophets. Okay. Yeah, the work is hard work. Um, there's been some challenges along the way, um, but it's worth it uh, to be able to experience Jesus in this way. and. Um, is so good. And some of the the challenges, I think one, um, I've been wrestling with over the last couple of years, I think, um, the, a lot of anxious thoughts and the Lord has just been, um, so good to root some of that out of my heart. Um, the, one of the big passages that he's taught me is that he prunes the fruitful branches. Um, and he's been pruning me, um, in a lot of ways, making me more secure, um, in him. And, uh, sometimes the anxiety, um, is intensified and I don't know if it's like a spiritual war. Um, sometimes that I was at a baseball game just, um, last week with my boys and there was a, there was a guy, um, from the opposing team that would yell at the picture, the pitcher, um, the whole game, almost every pitch he would yell like you're gonna mess up Uh, or every time somebody gets on second base they score you know and just really trying to get in the pitcher's head and this is a kid's game oh no 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 this was an adult's game (laughs) oh an adult's game okay (laughs) yeah imagine um but i i i saw in that like man sometimes that's what it it feels like um when i'm Mm -hmm. uh up to you know pitch and uh the pitcher his job is to get up and throw the ball um and the job that god's given me and my team and my family the church is really clear uh to me it's to go engage the lost and preach the gospel and disciple those who believe gather churches and multiply leaders and that's what i do um and but so often sometimes i uh get these anxious thoughts that try to take me off course and um, so I've been uh, battling through some of that, and God's been so good to to mm-hmm. carry me through it and do so much work in my heart. And mm-hmm. um, so that's one one of the things that's been a challenge. And um, there's a, a uh, another thing that's been hard. I think um, that's been challenging to navigate. And I think it's another hard thing too is um, multiplying leaders and. Uh, learning how to do that. So um, in a way that I release um, 
in a way that I serve others, in a way that I raise up. So, for example, um, meeting somebody on campus and um, leading him in the word to uh, desire to um, be baptized and join in with what God's doing and uh, seeing a, a new group form around him. and um, But being able to release that group to another leader uh, that I've been training or helping. And um, there's something in my heart that is like, um, it, it's really hard to do that and to let go of some of that. And so that's been something God's been doing um, in my heart as well. And really, I think it's causing me to uh, die a little bit. And I think the passage of scripture is, um, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. Um, so I've been uh, trying to follow the pattern of Jesus and humble myself and lift others up. And that's been something else that's been challenging, um, but so good as God's been carrying me through that as well. One of the things that God's allowed me to step into in this last season is to actually travel outside of Utah um, and to train existing churches and church planters um, and mobilize um, and come alongside of them as they engage the harvest and with a desire to multiply uh, disciples and churches. And so I've been doing a lot of that in this past season, um, even just over the last two weeks, um, the last weekend. I was up um, actually in Logan, Utah, which is um, just probably like an hour north of me. So that's, that wasn't a big trip, but uh, number two least reached city in the entire U.S. Uh, God's doing amazing things there, uh, opening up some doors to allow us to train some folks up there. Uh, but one of the guys from that training actually rode with me this weekend um, to go up to Boise, Idaho um, and help train some uh, churches up there. And that was the third time that I'd been to Boise in the last few months. And uh, now there's a, a, a team up there that's been uh, really brought together over the last few months, and they're doing a, uh, just a great work um, across Idaho. And I've been able to travel to Colorado and um, Phoenix, Arizona, um, and help with some work in Nevada, um, over in Southern California, and some other places too. Um, so being able to do some of that, some more in this next season, I think God's opening up some opportunities, um, really for the, the church in America. Um, and, and so I want to continue to walk in some of that and, um, serve, just serve to play my part and some of what God's doing there. So, um, you know, I, I think the uh, a big part of what um, I've learned here is the importance of prayer and fasting and uh, abiding in the Lord. And so just experiencing God and um, just some ways that um, it's almost hard to describe unless you are in that place of abiding in Him and experiencing Him work in, in your own life and in the lives of others. and. Um, yeah, just Jesus is so good. He saved me from so much, um, in my life and, and I want to live for him and he's given me this new path. And, um, I think one of the things that really keeps me here is my wife and she's such, um, she's such a encouragement 
Um, she's such a support to me. Um, she's my best friend. And, uh, she, keeps, she really keeps me going. If you're enjoying the Movements Podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. I'm Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast.